Welcome to the Educational Leadership Series, Lead Change in Education, where your co-hosts, Adam Drummond and Mark McAmoyle, talk with educational leaders across the country in ways that they're boosting student academic achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Each episode is especially designed to examine the ways that you can be instructional change agents in your schools as you work to reform culture, instructional planning, learner engagement, and community advocacy in your schools or in your districts. Take the ideas from our guests and work to apply them in your schools so that you can be instructional change agents too. Welcome back to another exciting podcast where we talk with educational leaders who are working to change the direction of education across our country. We're excited to be launching this series called How Are You? Where we talk with educational leaders who are working to prioritize the social emotional learning, wellness and self-care of teachers, administrators, more importantly, students and families during this time of a global pandemic. And we are thrilled to have with, our, with you our first guest, Dr. Joe Sanfilippo, who is the superintendent of Fall Creek School District in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. Welcome, Joe. Well, thanks so much for having me, guys. I appreciate it. We appreciate you. And, you know, this has been um, a whirlwind over the last nine months. I think back to um, when the country shut down um, right around March 13th, mm-hmm. and it really changed the trajectory of education. And I think across the country, educators have really been holding their breath as they go day to day and they really um, turn on a dime in the type of education they're providing to students and the support they're providing to families. And I'm sure from your perspective as a superintendent, as well as um, an individual who goes across the country and and connects with folks through speaking and through social media, um, you're seeing similar things. Well, absolutely. I think everybody's in in this world of uncertainty and I think it's been really important for us as school districts to make sure that we're consistent uh, in the conversation with what we're doing and how we're feeling, even if it's not uh, where people want to be or what they agree with. At least we're in this spot where we can be consistent with them. And that has really helped um, deliver the message and try to get people moving in the same direction. Joe, uh, this is Mark McElwell here, principal Mark- at Mount Westaka High School. Awesome to have you with us. Thank you. Um, you know, you've got a large following uh, right across the country and globe. Actually, my, my sister is a principal up in Toronto, Canada, and um, she appreciates your work. How do you how do you work with with your your administrators, your, your teachers, um, students and families to, to just present a, um, a face of calm and mm-hmm. a steady hand and, and to really check in on them and ask them authentically how they are? You lead with such great humility, but. Do you, do you have anything for our listeners just to say, yeah, you know what, here, here's, here's what we need to keep our focus on? Yeah, I, I think the first thing that people need to understand is you don't know, you don't have all the answers. And when you pretend to have all the answers or come off as, as, as though you do, you lose a lot of credibility with your staff. And I think that that it actually happened to me a couple of weeks ago. You know, I, I'm a real positive guy. And I try to do everything I can to be just really upbeat and positive. And we're going to do this. We can do this together. And you got this. And, you know, uh, anything I can do to help. And I'm here for you and blah, blah, blah. And one of my teachers emailed me on a Sunday morning and um, and uh, and just said, hey, man, like, <laughs> we realize that you're the most positive guy ever. But it's not what a lot of us need right now. We need this and we need that. And I just felt like, 
Oh my goodness. I felt two things. The first thing I felt was, Oh my goodness, what have I done? But the second thing that I thought of was I was so happy that somebody brought that to me and they were willing to say, Hey, we need something different from you. And they, and they knew that they were going to get something different from me. So I think that was a big thing. So then I just got up on, on a, I, I did a video for them that night and I said, all right, here I am. I got three notes on this piece of paper. There's no social media. There's no parents. There's no board. It's just me and you. And here's how I'm feeling. And mm. I said, I'm not going to stop being positive because you do better at this than anybody that I've ever seen. So I'm not going to stop that, but I'm not, I'm not trying to minimize the situation that we're in. And uh, if I felt like, if you felt like I did that, then that's on me. And I apologize for that. So I think that, you know, just being willing to say you like, I don't have all the answers, but at the same time, if I don't have the answer, I'm going to try to find for you and uh, be part of the conversation to move it forward. So I think you, you get a lot of credibility when you're just honest and say, Hey, I I'm, I'm nervous too. And it's okay. And you know, that's, that's kind of what you got to do. Yeah, Joe, that's such a great point. And obviously you've spent a lot of time in self-reflection and you, you've seen the impact of that. And the series, as I shared in the beginning is it's how are you Mm -hmm. right. Um, And really testing the waters on how are folks doing? So really the the question I I have for you is how are you Joe? (laughs) I'm, well, I'm good when I get to see my people. I'll tell you, we've had mm. our, our elementary kids have been out of the building for three weeks because we just couldn't staff the building. And and that's been really hard. It's been good. It's actually been good to have our staff be able to take a deep breath and not feel like they're running at a thousand miles an hour. But um, but I, I get so much joy from them that um, what what's happened over the course of the last couple of weeks is when they you know, when they kind of get back to neutral and start feeling like themselves again for a little bit even though the work is just as hard probably harder from a virtual lens but they're doing it together and they're connected and that makes me feel good so I think that there's um you know when it comes down to you know how you feeling I get so much joy from them that I got to make sure that I that I find that in them every day and the other thing that I kind of I think about all the time is that you know uh you got to take care of yourself and you got to feel good but at the end of the day, like, man, you chose this. Like, you didn't choose to be the superintendent just when you get to, like, tweet stuff out and be happy about it. Like, they chose you to be the superintendent because when it hits the fan like this, you have to be willing to make the right call or a call and stand up for what you believe. And that's been – that. so if anybody complains about it, like, well, you don't complain about it on the 15th and the 30th, man. You can't complain about it now. Like, you know, you're the highest paid person in the district. Get off and do something. Make sure that people know and understand that you're with them. So I think that's, a. I, I just put it, I just kind of, I'm a realist. And I have to understand that I chose to be in this spot. I didn't cho- choose to be in the spot when it's fun to be in the spot. I chose to be in the spot because in, when it comes down to it, you got to make the, you know, it's so easy to lead when you know the answer. Like, let's, when you don't know the answer, it's hard to lead, but they pay you to make sure that you know the answer to lead when you don't have the answer. So I just gotta, you just gotta be a realist about some of it. Yeah. I'm just reacting like such powerful statements built in there. You know, I think first of all, finding joy and, and I'm so glad that you brought that up because I think as you, as we think about this work, 
Um, it's really easy to, to worry about all the things that aren't going right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure Joe, that you have seen, as I've talked with other superintendents, that your inbox gets inundated probably daily right. um, with questions and concerns, either from families, teachers, sometimes students, community members, health officials. Um, and I'm sure it's easy to lose sight of that joy in the day-to-day -day pieces. Um, so just pulling back and really recognizing what brings you joy as a leader mm -hmm is absolutely important. And I, and I hope that our listeners, whether they're teachers, instructional coaches, principals, leaders, take that time to step back and really reflect what is it that brings them joy and how do I do more of it during this time? Right. Yeah. We, we've talked to our group about the biggest, one of the biggest messages that we've given to our group is you need to start your day and end your day with joy. And the thing about it, I think people kind of miss the point of that because there's, you want joy in it, but you also have to have a start and an end to your day. Cause in a virtual world, mm -hmm. you can get to the place where you never have an end in your day. So like for me, when we were in the pandemic earlier in March, I would, I was like reading stories on our Facebook page to elementary kids, eight o'clock every morning. I'd say, all right, kids, come <laughs> on. I got you eight o'clock. I said, parents get out of here. I don't need you. Just put them in front of this uh, computer and, and I'll, and I'm reading stories and I'm doing some magic tricks, right? So I did those every day from 8 to 8.30, I would do it. But it gave parents 20 minutes to get away or 30 minutes to get away. And then I'd do these magic tricks and the magic tricks were awful. But if they made me laugh and the kids always figured them out. And as soon as I got done with the live session, I would end up getting, you know, FaceTimes and Google Hangouts from these kids who are at home who were supposed to be online with their teacher at that point. But they're Google Hangout with me and they're like, you know, you're not magic. You know, I, I saw your thumb in that <laughs> cup, man. Like, you're not magic. That wasn't even a good trick. And and I said, and I would say to him, well, you know, I'd argue with him back and forth for a while. And then I'd be like, you know, I guess you're just going to have to come back tomorrow and, and check it out and see if you can figure it out. And they would always come back the next day. So I brought them back and were able to do that thing. At the end of the day, I would always call kids who had birthdays that day and just tell them happy birthday for two reasons. One, he made me smile at the end of the day. But it also put an end to my day because if I don't put an end to my day, I go home to the people that I care about the most and those people get the, le the, the least of me because I'm still in, you know, you know, you know, already in this day that I've never gotten done with. So these are also the people that give you the most latitude. And if they give you the most latitude, they get the, they get less of you because you know what they're going to give you more latitude. So how do you make sure that you do something for me? It's, sending a positive text, making a positive call, doing something before I walk into the house to know that I can be present and engaged for the people who I love the most. Yeah, Joe, that's really powerful. We're going to, you know, we get a second crack at this uh, because we yep. were in distance last quarter. We were in hybrid this, and now we're going into starting next week. We're going into distance again, and we've got to apply that learning. The language I use in our building is the threshold. You, know, you got to create this threshold, mental threshold, physical threshold, and get that mm -hmm. separation and, and and your idea of starting with joy and ending with joy and bookending the day that way that's powerful for us all to remember as leaders but teachers um, students um, thank you for that that's great yeah well I would hope that my problem isn't saying it out loud Mark is that they don't think they do it all the time right like I, I've really had to force myself to end my day with joy and to end my day and we can talk to we're blue in the face to yep. these people that care about kids the most. And if we're not modeling the end of the day, then they feel like they have to continue into the evening. Mm -hmm. And I'm just telling people, like, 
I'm, I don't need to be first person in the parking lot, last person in the parking while well, I walk. But, you know, first person to school and last person to school. But I also, I don't want you to be either. So let's not, there's no trophies for last mm. person in the parking lot. So let's just go home and be with the people that we love. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so powerful, Joe. And, and I think about right now, um, educators across the country are putting in more hours than they ever have before. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. For sure. And, you know. It, and teachers are, are teaching all over the place, right? There's some that are remote. There's some that are hybrid. There's some that are face-to-face. Mm-hmm. And then there's teachers that are having to teach face-to-face and live for kids at home who are right. quarantined all at the same time. Right. And their and, own kids and teach their own kids at yes. the same time, too. Absolutely. And so, you know, I think we know that this season isn't going to last forever. But I also think that this season, as we have migrated to this new type of education and teaching and learning, there's going to be some pieces that probably stick around. And so from your standpoint, when we get to past this pandemic and and we're back to what I'd say is a a quasi normal, Mm -hmm. what do you think the, the changes in education will look like that are going to be permanent for us? Well, I think that if people don't, don't realize that there are going to be families and individuals that, that understand that the virtual space is better for them. If they think everybody's going to walk back through the door with, you know, like cookies and candy and everything and welcome back. School's awesome. They're just missing the point. Like this is going to happen. Like people are going to say that virtual environment wasn't all that bad for me. And I kind of like the flexibility and what that looked like. So I think what we need to understand as, as groups is that there's an opportunity. I don't even like calling it an opportunity because this is horrible. Let's be clear. This is not good for kids mm. when it comes to yeah. educating everybody, you know, uh, in the situation that we're doing it right now. It's not good for kids. What's good for kids is in front of our teachers with them, you know, interacting on a daily basis and being able to respond right away to, to the needs that they have. I talked to a second grade teacher yesterday and he said it's amazing i'm online and i'm having these conversations with these kids and i didn't realize how many things that i did when they were in front of me just to redirect or put them in in the right spot or make sure that they were paying attention or you know get them the quick help that they need like and i do it in a heartbeat but now i gotta stop and say mute your microphone make sure you're looking up here here's the stuff like it all it, it takes so much longer and they have to realize that it's so anyway so it's so everybody needs to be in front of us for, I believe, the best educational experience. Having said that, what we've found with our older kids in particular is that when we flip the model and we put the content out and then review the content when we get back and really dive deeper into that content, then we get a better chance to really kind of move things forward. So two things that will come up are, is there a way to create content and flip classrooms on a regular basis, but create content in the space that kids can review it but the second thing is what are we doing to make sure that that content, that, that when they come into school and, and, and we're with them, that we make the, we have the realization that we are teaching way too much. We're teaching yeah. way too much throughout the course of the day. And when you can, when you're teaching way too much, you never get a chance to dive deep into some of the great things that, that, that you want to. So I hope that when people get out of this, they realize that they taught too much. And I think this is the only way to get them to realize that because when they're in their rooms and they're going and they're going and they're going, they believe that everything they do is of utmost importance. And it's just not. I mean, I love what our group does, but there are some lessons in there that can probably be, you know, 
you know, put together or tossed. So we have more things that we can really dive deep on. Yeah, that's such a great point. And I think, you know, as, as the power of reflection is really where we need to um, help support our educators, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to a group of educational leaders from Georgia yesterday and talking about building hope in the work that we do. And one of the reminders I shared with them is to go back and, and have your teachers reflect, where were you March 16th mm-hmm. in this remote environment and where are you today? Yeah, that's a good point. And how have you grown as, a, as an educator and what will you do different when you come back to that regular um, quote unquote typical face-to-face experience? And I think that is a huge key, Joe, just less is more. Oh yeah, 100%. And I really hope our group gets gets that and our we we are in this environment where um you know our people do incredible things and as, as do everybody you know as does everybody across the country when it comes to working with kids you know what i find really interesting is in the spring everybody outside of the space outside of the education space was like oh my gosh the teachers are amazing look what they can do look how they pivoted look how amazing they are then all of a sudden September hits and they're like, well, you know, we could really use a little bit more. I'm like, come on, we're doing more now than we were doing in March for God's sakes. And now you want more. You gotta be, you just gotta be outright and say, here's where we're at right now. We're providing the best opportunity that we possibly can for the kids in this particular space. And we're going to adjust as needed. But when it comes down to it, we're doing more right now than we were six months ago when you thought we were, you know, walking on water. Yeah, Joe, you need to say it louder for the people. No doubt, man. It makes me nuts. I think, you know, this has been a, you know, I get fired up because we've been talking about this since day one in Fall Creek, Wisconsin. Since we started in 2010, it was like, you know, when people don't know what you do, they make up what you do. And when they make up what you do, it's based on what happened to them 25 years ago when they got jacked up. They didn't get a second chicken sandwich at lunch or they got put against the wall at recess or the coach didn't play them. And then all of a sudden that becomes who we are right now. And so if we don't get out there and, and, and make sure that we leverage the voice of the incredible people in our building, then all of a sudden we're stuck with the narrative that was told 25 years ago and people are still all jacked up about it. So, you know, and it's not just about tell your story, tell your story. Cause you know, that's, that's, it just becomes so watered down. Like it's not, I'm, I'm in a parking lot at gymnastics in Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. I can run out into the field right next to me and scream at the top of my lungs how great the teachers in Fall Creek are. Nobody's going to hear me, right? So unless I walk into the building where all these people are and scream and leverage the voice, nothing changes. So it's not just about telling the story of what we're doing right now. It's leveraging the opportunity to make sure that the voices are heard in the right spot. That's how we change the concept. That's great. Uh, Joe, I could totally hear your passion during the last two minutes and i i hope for all of our listeners that not only this entire podcast inspired them but the last two minutes um inspired them to go out and and make sure they're leveraging the opportunities that they have and joe it's it's been a pleasure to speak with you i i feel like we could talk for another two hours um well you you guys didn't say anything i talked the whole time you guys didn't say anything no, it was great. It, it really, it, it provides perspective that what's happening, right? I love the fact that you told us you're a realist because that's yeah. exactly what you gave us today yeah. um, is a realist approach to where are we right now? How are we? And, and what do we need to do? 
And so for our listeners, if they want to continue to connect with Joe, which I highly, highly recommend, you can check Joe out on Twitter. And his hash or his um, handle is at Joe underscore San Filippo, S-A-N-F-E-L-I-P-P-O. And I encourage you to follow Joe, um, interact with Joe. Uh, he does a, a regular video every, uh, almost every Saturday where he gives his perspective and what's on his mind from the previous week. So he's providing a lot of great reflection and things for us to consider as leaders. So Joe, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being part of our team here tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks for the time. And and make sure you check out the go crickets hashtag too. That's why our people are doing incredible things. And, you know, if nothing else comes out of this, the opportunity to highlight the incredible things that our, you know, 65 teachers are doing with 850 kids in Northwest Wisconsin Mm -hmm. is really important. Awesome. And you said that hashtag was go crickets. Go crickets. Right? Fall Creek, Wisconsin, home of the crickets, baby. Home of the crickets. <laughs> awesome. Way to leverage the opportunity, my friend. <laughs> Have a great night, everybody. Go crickets. Thanks for joining another exciting episode of Lead, Change, and Education, where we talk with educational leaders just like you and how they're boosting student achievement and building collective teacher efficacy. Tune in to our weekly podcast by joining and subscribing to the podcast platform that works best for you. You can also follow Adam at Adam D. Drummond or Mark at MWHS Principal on Twitter. You can also find us on LinkedIn and you can use the hashtag #leadchangeed to stay up to date on all of the exciting things that are happening in education related to our podcast as well as the work that we do each and every day. Until next time, be the change you wish to lead in your schools.